<laughs> we were we were we were told we can't yell from across the street. Are you a furry? It's true. I mean, people have tried that, and uh, I'll just reiterate for the lovely viewers that um, someone did yell this question to me across the street, and it was dark outside, and I was less mask presenting than I am now, uh, but have like worn a tail for the last five years and have worn testosterone for only three. So, uh, but this person was like, "Are you a furry?" And I was like, what do you like doing in bed? And <laughs> which was, I thought, was a fantastic comeback. It perhaps wasn't, um, because then he wanted to answer and also continue the conversation. Luckily, I'm really good at walking fast, so I booked it. Yes. Um, as one does. Right. Perhaps, if they don't feel like they should, they should stay in continue that conversation, Usually. which I, I did not, yeah, yeah. I did not want to stay. So I, I left, um, and I'm always trying to come up with like different like different things to, to say to that question because it pops up a lot. I'm sure. People are fascinating, especially up close, more especially when you get them talking about the things that they love. This is From the Hip, conversations in the service of passion, purpose, and play. I'm Adrienne Gunn. You ready to play? Today on From the Hip, I get to giggling and geeking out with my friend Zed Jones, performer, activist, and community educator. There are like literal sparks that get to flying in here. I guess, but like from devi devices, you could, I think you can see it. You can totally hear it. I had a good time. I hope you enjoy it. Rutabaga. <laughs> Rutabaga is the safe word if you don't oh. want to answer anything. Great. <laughs> Perfect. If something's Thanks. like... <laughs> I was probably just going to be like... It's <laughs> <laughs> too far. It's too far. This is me tapping out. Tapping out's good. Just yeah, in case you don't have words. Sometimes you can't... Also, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. I don't know. Let's do it. Um, well, I don't... I guess we started. I'm Adrienne. I'm Adrienne the Adrienne Gun. That's me. I'm hanging out with my friend. You can I, say your name, maybe. I, great, yeah, cool. I'll say my name now. Uh, I'm Zed, and I'm gender neutral, so I use they, them pronouns, so stop thinking that I'm a boy. Ha! Ha! <laughs> I was going to go with, like, one of the fun things we have in common is, is like, people meet us and, like, what are you? I know. <laughs> what, what are you? Where do you come from? How were you made? What's happening? Mine not so much with gender anymore. When I was much younger, up yeah. until 24. We've talked about that a little bit. Right. I used to get kicked out of bathrooms and yelled yeah. out at bathrooms a lot when I was little. Yeah. So it was a, like a more, like broader version of like, what are you? And people would literally ask me that. What are you? Mm. I'm your cashier. <laughs> would you like a burger or a milkshake? How can we get this done now? The fries. Fries are a thing. <laughs> Why is this a concern? Yeah, it's always interesting, like what, what, like what interaction you're having with people, and like, it's not important that you know what genitalia I have. It's not important that you know what I have in my pants. Yet people are like really curious about that. Well, some of them might be curious because they'd love to know what's in there because they might want to do things. With yeah, them, but, but often they like go about asking like in the, all the wrong ways, which totally takes you out of the running for any like reveal party. <laughs> <laughs> You have Ruby parties like all the time. <laughs> I'm just envisioning that in my head right now. Surprise! <laughs> it's a. Uh... Well, what do you want today? Like... Yeah. <laughs> today is 
genitalia revealers. I've got this pitchfork. Let's have fun. <laughs> Why not? I mean, Pokey. You know, there's, there's, I'm sure there's a kink. Someone's sure into it that. Exists. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. There's, oh, there's some stuff on the internet. Maybe we should go there. <laughs> what should we Google next? There's, um, you might want to take this out and post, but there's something called um, shit dick nipples. Shit dick nipples. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they are nipples shaped like dicks that excrete fecal matter, Ooh. and that's a thing. You fill them first. I have no idea. I haven't actually seen this. I was kind How of terrified. How large to are look these nipples? Dick shaped nipples. Well, no. I think like they're like. Yes. <laughs> But I don't, I don't, the whole thing, there's like so much happening that I'm like, why did you have to, okay? I haven't, I haven't looked it up because I was worried that I would be traumatized. Are they sort of self-adhesive? I don't know. I don't know if you, forgive me if I'm asking No, I think this is, this is like a, this is like an animated thing. This is for sure like an animated oh. type of porn. That makes a lot more sense because you could just draw that. If you can you think could, of it, yes. you can draw it and make yes. it porn. Yes, people do that a lot. Yeah. I suppose you could. There's, there's I used to steal chromies from cars. Yeah. Sort of that size, dick shaped, like on the ends of a thing. Yeah. And then you fill it with. Not so much shit could come out of there. You could put, you could put chocolate in there. You could. A little bit of chocolate. <laughs> dick shaped chocolate filled nipples. Okay. Well, when you put it like that. No, I'm still not into it. But I mean, like, I could like be a little more tolerant of like. <laughs> if you're into that. Yeah. There's room for you. Apparently, mm -hmm. there are places you can go you can and find play. That. On the internet, there are things it's for there. everyone. Yeah, they really, they kind of really do. Yeah. Now, I told you that just before you got here, we had two sex educators here talking about yeah, things. Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm so glad that they were here. I'm yeah. really like excited to watch their interviews. Yeah, uh, you got to sort of play in a world of engaging. They they work at a t toy store. Yeah, they work at Shebop, right? Yes, they do. Yeah. You worked at a different toy store. Shebop is based in Portland. Yeah. And Fantasy. Uh, has most of their stores in Portland, but has one store somewhere in Montana, and that was the first store. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's the same company. So, um, yeah, no, I worked at Fantasy for four, five months. Mm -hmm. An amount of time that was a surprisingly fun time. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't handle the graveyard schedule because I work a lot of gigs and I couldn't be awake all night and then be awake all day and just not sleep. I tried. I tried. You did the non-sleeping <laughs> world for a while and sadly you and I are connected to friends that don't sleep. Mm -hmm. So it seems as though, oh, it's possible. But yeah. But crazy people. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they do it. Um, I'm impressed. It's perhaps not for me. I can scale my sleep schedule back down to like five... Out. Five hours is like, ugh. six hours is like, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, four hours is maybe leaves that alone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the four hours has to also include specific nap times that you mm -hmm. actually keep. Yes. There are three. And, and I don't, I love napping, but I don't nap enough. Mm -hmm. you know, so. so all of these things that you do. Yeah. I know that you exist as a human uh, in this fashion, but there are many, many things you do. Like... Happen to know you're going on tour to perform I am soon. going on tour in a week to Alaska, and I'm very calm about it. I'm not looking at the camera right now, because I just pick one. I'm very- This is your friend. I'm very calm about it. What's this camera? That's the one that catches how lovely you are when you're engaging with me. Ah, 
I'm like, great. <laughs> See? <laughs> Just the... <laughs> exactly that. Perfect. Okay. Um, but yeah, leaving in a week. And that's one of the, one of the many things. Um, now my day job, my day job is working at a preschool, which is the other side of sex. Yeah. There's, there's children that usually happen because someone had sex. Generally, that's yeah. so far. Yeah. I'm still, people were getting really grumpy about that. Did you see the, the meme on Facebook about the babies that are grown in like a, you can watch them like grow a like, a, like a, well, not just test tube, but like they, they grow in like this faux womb that you can see into. So it's more mm. like, like baby growing aquarium. Yeah, I've seen it. And I didn't get so grumpy because I was like, I, you know, if they made baby growing backpacks, I don't know, I might participate like, in that. It's like that a seems better, cool. like, you know, like I would rather carry, I'm not interested in ever carrying a child. Yes. Um, but I would rather carry it back here than in the front. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have people who, like, expect you to make, to make people babies? People come out of my body? Yeah. People said things. Uh, only a couple people thought that that was a possibility for me. Um, I think generally I lived in a way where people... <laughs> I don't know if it's because they just didn't want me to have kids. They're like, let's make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, but no, I think, I think there wasn't really an expectation in my family. My family is funny because technically we're a family, but I don't think our, they like kids mm. or marriage. No one, I, I asked my dad about this and like, apparently nobody, like his parents didn't think he'd ever get married and didn't have an expectation of kids. My grandmother's kind of excited that there were grandchildren, but we weren't like family people or kid people. Yeah. Even when I was little, I was surrounded by adults all the time. Yeah. So those expectations weren't conversations that we had. Sure. Um, but then strangers, like I was in a Best Buy. I was working in a Best Buy in Bellingham and this guy, said some stranger said something about um, that I would make a great mother and I was like ah I'm not interested in that and he was like but that's what your body is for like he said something like women's bodies uh -huh. are for things uh -huh. it's your biological surface and I was like ah that's creepy I suppose there's truth that I could make one of those out of my own body yeah. I don't really I think it'd be great to like like combine cool-ass genetics and let somebody else like grow it and raise it, that'd be fun. But I don't want it to come out of me, is a thing that I feel. It's possible, uh, because that's kind of how I was created. Oh! Um, yeah, I'm a donor in vitro baby. Sweet! <coughs> <laughs> Do you have water near you? Is that a thing? No, I don't. It's in the kitchen? It sounded really good, though, didn't it? Like, I, think, I think you should keep that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your... No, I did not. I did not bring it over with me. It's over on the table. I think it's probably passed now. <laughs> go get my water. Wait, 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 wait. No, I was. Yeah, no, I was totally gonna stop right there. Okay, wait. Go get yeah. your water. Okay. In vitro, baby. Yeah, I'm not more. actually sure. <laughs> it's fun because we can still hear you. No, I mean, I, 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 I got that. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not actually sure. So for reasons that I've I've shared with you, we haven't talked about this. We have talked a little bit. 
I didn't memorize all of it. We have new people listening now. You know, I got I got my phone and not my water. Laugh tears. Laugh tears. When you cry, you're yeah. laughing and crying. Laugh tears, yeah. No, that's good. Air. Okay. You got your water now, though. I do. I have, I have obtained my water. I was like, why don't I have water? There's my phone. Oh, I grabbed, grabbed <laughs> my phone. Can't drink that. It's the other, it's the other safety net. No, but maybe. Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, maybe, maybe don't put the part where my mother is a con artist in the in the show um but <laughs> i don't know editing's hard is it <laughs> i mean you could you could try a different way of starting the sentence it's true i could um <laughs> oh our mothers Ooh. all of us yeah we have them complicated relationships all around um i the story that i was told growing up was that I was a donor in vitro baby. So I'm not genetically related to the person who carried me, but I am genetically related to my siblings who came from the same cluster of eggs. Cool. Yeah. <gasps> you came from a cluster. I did. Is there that... were like multiple eggs that had all been fertilized by the same set of sperm. I'm trying to, is that Sensate or is that um, oh. Galaxy? No, no. it's Sensate. It's Sensate of the cluster? cluster? Okay. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think so. Yeah, no, that, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, I only know of three of us right now. There might be more. I've been told that there's more. I don't think I've actually met them. Mm. So I don't think that I would know either. I haven't tried the, haven't tried the whole. Like connecting psychically with the those in your cluster? Yeah, no, no, I don't think I, I, I can't do that. That's a lot of essential oils you have to sniff. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. Okay. Didn't happen. So, yeah, but um, you don't, I, I guess, like, as soon as you said uh, something about, like, you have to, like, it is possible to, like, donate, donate your genetic material to have someone else have a kid. They're actually working on transplanting uteruses and stuff. Hmm. Um, so that, you know, like trans women could be able to carry a child and you could just be like, oh yeah, no, I don't want this. Take it, use it, enjoy it. Fascinating. Yeah. I haven't heard that story yet. Yeah, no, they're working on it. Um, I think, I suspect it's really hard to get funding for that particular stuff right now, um, given all sorts of factors. Sure. But, but they are working on it. Well, usually supply and demand. Yeah. That's just my businessing mind. Well, there's, there's there more demand for I think there's a lot changing of parts. demand. There's 
there's like a good portion of society who says that people shouldn't exist uh, yeah. in that way. So right. Yeah. Also, well, so the cost. The it's cost very is a expensive. Bit high. It's very expensive to be trans feminine. It really is. Um, it's cheap to go the way that I go, because my shots just cost like at most eighty bucks a month, and I don't have to pay that. So. That's a good time. Yeah, no, off I go. So what you're saying, though, just to be clear, mm. is Clarity. that trans people exist. <laughs> just with the water, good call. About not drinking yet. It's an important... What if I told you, Adrienne, <laughs> yes. that I am real? <laughs> <laughs> I know, this is news to me, too. <laughs> Younger me had no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, but. there's a kind of awareness growing. Yeah. Can I ask a weird thing? Sure. What is this awareness of, exactly? Of my gender? Well, because trans people existing, it's an interesting thing, because it's not just one specific, like, oh, we found this new kind of clover. Look. Yeah. Because it's what's existing is, hey, this. Yeah. A lot of this, more three dimensions and yeah. gender expression and identity and engagement and so it's a very I don't I think it's kind of confusing for people to like step in and figure out because we sort of try to squeeze people into some boxes. Yeah. And so stretching that out and opening it for like everybody. I don't know, maybe that's my hope, but like yeah. what is it we're we're collectively learning more about now? I like the idea that uh no one should have to fit inside those boxes because if you really like look at the binary, it's based on some very sexist data, dated ideas. It's terrible. Um, so I, to me, I would love to live in a world where gender just doesn't exist or whatever someone chooses as their gender just doesn't have any kind of impact in how they exist in the world sure. at all. Um, I have been told by other people in the world that they would also love to live in that world and if it were ruled by My Little Pony, that'd be even better and that I have fantastic world-building skills. Yeah, well, what's funny, <laughs> as you're saying that now, I don't, I don't know that this, this, this world that we live in will do that. I do have a feeling that as we get into virtual reality, yeah. we actually can structure constructs that we yeah. might sort of live in uh -huh. in moments to have an experience that we want to cultivate and create. Yeah. Like people would play together in a virtual space that has completely different rules and yeah. almost that a programmer could program what those rules were yeah. and you could have an experience that you didn't dictate. Right. Does that make sense? I think it does. And that sounds amazing mm -hmm. and also kind of sad because I'm still like, but what about this world? Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is the one that I exist in. Sure. Um, but no, that sounds fantastic. And I would, I would love to play in a cre created world like that. Would I? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I think I thought of it because I wanted the ability to someday, uh, I would love the technology to exist that I could not only like feel like I'm in a different space, but actually feel like it, like feel yeah. the sensory experiences mm -hmm. of maybe I would, um, you know, I'd get to be a male, I'd be a female in a particular way, I'd get different body shapes. Maybe I'd be like a cheetah or yeah. an elephant. And they would create this for like porn. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I would love to fuck like an elephant. 
the first what? thing, no, the first thing they did when they created like virtual reality was like, boom, like Pornhub had a whole like VR section, like immediately. Yeah. Like that's, that happens. And now, oh my gosh, now there's like, so I, I don't know if it's talked about earlier, because Shebop kind of focuses on female bodied clients, whatever yeah. their gender identity may be, but. They do, they do talk about a lot of the bodies. Yeah, yeah no, which things. is great. Yeah. Um, Femme-oriented, no, not even that, I don't know. Basically, fantasy has these like VR toys now that like, and Pornhub makes one variety and they're like, so you, you can like put on your little VR thing and then there's a penis sleeve that will grip your dick based on like whatever video is playing on the porn and you set the speed by a sensor that's on your wrist because Obviously, yeah, and yeah, they're just like they're like, and everything kind of syncs up so that you have this like very immersive, but manufactured experience. And we think those of us who might go like, Psh, they're putting all this technology into porn. How is that useful? It occurs to me that so, porn often drives technological advances in like video and all sorts of other things. Yeah, I have a. A shoulder that has less range of motion than the other one, and I'm mm -hmm. thinking like it could be cool to live in a virtual reality. If you're thinking about the way that the brain works and neurons fire, and the ways that our eyes are connected to all, I think about 98% yeah. of our neurology, I could probably be in a VR world, have a machine maneuver and manipulate my arm, much like this penis sleep thing is manipulating yeah. a penis, mm -hmm. but have it so that um, it can mirror what my right hand is doing and so reteach my left arm how to do yeah, things to that like I never knew. Yeah, to respond to like what's firing and stuff. And yeah, to like how to do. Because yeah. I, when I was tiny and I I'd had my shoulder pulled when I was born because I was stuck, mm -hmm. I didn't use my arm in the wiggly ways that you're supposed to right. to learn how to like do all of the range of motion. Yeah. I just want to have things that show up and can reteach that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure porn's the pathway. Like porn people pathway making stuff for, yeah. I think people are as grateful and thankful to porn for some of our. No, no. Someone no. could Google that yeah. and then send me a message about this is what porn did for everybody. But and then like also send it to me. That'd be cool, right? Because I want to know. Or you can send it to me. I, I can do that. Yeah, I, we, we get we get yeah. along. Yeah, I'll keep your number. See, <laughs> see each other outside of this space right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there's other stuff. So fantasy worked mm -hmm. there. You did things. Yeah. Um, You've been performing a lot lately. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Like, um, in the last 18 months, I'd say, like, my performance appearances in the city have just, like, ramped up. And I've started to do more of what I love, and that is primarily performance. My primary relationship is performance. I, <laughs> I, that's just fact. Yeah. Everything else is second except for my cat. Oh, how yeah. is your cat? She is great. She's great. She hasn't had seizures in like several months, so she's good. She's doing solid. Yay, kitty. Yeah, she's grumpy, but that's fine. She's a cat. She's allowed to be grumpy. All right. Speaking of tails. <laughs> that, that was my segue. Perfect. Right. Smooth kitty. as fuck. Speaking. Well, smooth as fucking be as smooth or rough as as, as it can be. So. It's true. We had a we had a, a query. It just came in on my phone. Booby booby boop. Just kidding. Um, we were I'd like I met you. 
I don't even know if I met you here, but I got to see you in a like a improv, improv troupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where my friend Tiffany, who I call Bob, was the physical comedian I that was being Tiffany. tossed all over the room yeah. and that sort of thing. And so Tiff Bob was gone. And I come in to see the show, I forget which friend I'm watching, and then you ended up being like new replacement thrown about, tossed around. Person. Oh yeah, and I, I think was a huge fan of being thrown around as an improviser. <laughs> I think you had a giant red mohawk. Oh, it's very possible. My hair changes a lot. And a rainbow tail. That I is did have a rainbow tail, yeah. That was like my first tail. Oh. Yeah. So the question was, like, when did you discover the tail? Was that the question? Was that the exact wording of the question from some anonymous source? Totally. <laughs> I, I mean, remember. oh, like, I mean, if if someone else wanted happen? to ask the question, my ears are open. <laughs> we were we were we were told we can't yell from across the street. Are you a furry? It's true. I mean, people have tried that, and uh, I'll just reiterate for the lovely viewers that um, someone did yell this question to me across the street. And it was dark outside, and I was less mask presenting than I am now. Uh, but have like worn a tail for the last five years, and have worn testosterone for only three. So, uh, but this person was like, "Are you a furry?" And I was like, "What do you like doing in bed?" And <laughs> which was I thought was a fantastic comeback. It perhaps wasn't um, because then he wanted to answer and also continue the conversation. Luckily, I'm really good at walking fast, so I booked it. Yes. Um, as one does. Right. Perhaps, if they don't feel like they should, they should stay and continue that conversation. Usually. Which I, I did not. Yeah, yeah. I did not want to stay, so I, I left. Um, and I'm always <laughs> trying to come up with like different, like different things to to say to that question because it pops up a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but like, if I if I'm like comfortable around someone, I'm like, chill. It's just aesthetic. Like. It's a thing that I do. Um, I have friends who are furries, mm -hmm. and I consider it like, it's a thing that, that I like to do. I got my first tail at Pride here in Portland five years ago. Yeah. On the waterfront, um, and I got these like rainbow like hand socks, and I got a tail, because I thought it was like the cutest thing. Yeah. And um, it was great. And then I wanted to wear it throughout Pride weekend when I was working at New Seasons. And then I just kept wearing it, and I was 19. Oh, so that makes it six years, because we're almost to Pride. Okay, so I've been wearing a tail for six years. Right. Um, and then I, I reached a point where I was like, I can't keep wearing this, this rainbow tail. I need to have a grown-up tail. <laughs> so I started wearing fur tails, because they were a little more serious, and they matched my aesthetic yeah. a little bit more effectively. Sure. So I can, like switch it up between like really shades, but. I love, like, so we work together sometimes in theater world, yeah. backstage theater world, and yeah. I just made the assumption that when you were coming in dress blacks, be a house manager, I was like, oh, I imagine, I wonder if Zed has a dress tail, a professional blouse. Well, it's not, it's not a dress tail. Like that's actually the most not real tail that I have, because it's all, it's all like plastic fur kind of mm. thing. Um, but it looks very floofy. And it is solid black, which doesn't, it's actually kind of hard to find in real fur. So, so that's what I wear when I'm, when I'm working yeah. backstage and I still want to wear a tail. If I'm on the rigging, I sometimes don't. 
It reminds me a little of Mario 3. Yeah. <laughs> Where you can suddenly fly. Do you, is I it part of like fly. a superhero aspect of yourself? Mm, I do feel more myself when I'm wearing a tail. But uh, possibly in the same way that some people feel more themselves when they're wearing any other outfit accoutrement that they just wear all the time. Um, I get weirded out when I'm like walking and it's sunny and I see my shadow and there's not a tail going like swish behind me. That weirds me out. Yeah. Because it's been six years and I'm like, what? Where'd it go? It's weird. Also, it does this really great extension of your swoosh if you're walking. Yeah. Right? Well, I feel like I feel like it's also like in, a, in another way, like it's helped me like be comfortable about walking and moving my hips because I have to move my hips in order to make the tail swoosh. And that's a lot of fun to do. I recommend it. Okay. Yeah. If you actually want to like try, like I have tails that you can like swoosh around in. They're fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's set that on the calendar. Great. Tail swooshing classes. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it would be a full class so much as like a here, put this on your belt loop. and. <sighs> Walk around for a while. A lot of the the training company that I went to for hypnosis and NLP. Yeah. They are also they have a lineage uh, from Hawaii, and one of the things that they teach in this like when they teach esoteric energy practices from Hawaii Huna, they have a hula class, and mm. one of the, the prompts is like, there are benefits from learning how to effectively move your hips. Yes. And if we're getting like deeper scientific and emotional. Like being able to move your hips and release tension that we have from even just sitting yeah. and storing rage and anger and all sorts of shame and trauma yeah. in our hips. Tail swooshing could be the newest emotional release technique. Oh man, so what you're saying is it. that I should probably talk to you about how I can actually make this the new Portland thing. Oh my God. So that I could like make money off of doing it. That's what I'm hearing. Or right spread now. joy. That, but then be rewarded financially for spreading joy. So I heard Swish money your hips. again. <laughs> Swish your hips, increase your joy. There, I have a friend that has a space. If you could do meditative tail swooshing, maybe my friend Melissa will let you do it at meditation hmm. for regular people. But I'm not saying that she would. Yeah. No, we can talk you about You could this. absolutely start a tail swooshing class. I probably could. I've had, so I had, actually the rainbow tail is, is gone now. A four-year-old stole it. Um, <laughs> like they do. Like they do. Well, and it was, it was the kind of situation where the parent of the child was like, I'm so sorry. She was so excited. And she was so excited to have a tail. And she has hidden it somewhere and claims that she can't find it. And I was like, don't worry. It's fine. I have so many more tails. Let someone else enjoy the rainbow tail. <laughs> Children. But, <laughs> ugh, children, I work really well with them. I think it's because of my willingness to get down on the floor and mm -hmm. be weird. Earlier today, I started a dance-off with an 18-month-old human. Nice. And I lost, but that was fine. <laughs> of course you did. Oh, no. It was really good. <laughs> what, what move took you down? Well, I mean, so I have a complicated relationship with my hips. And, you know, there's a moment where, sorry for the camera, but there's, like, you know, the kids, like, doing this, because that's how, that's how toddlers dance. So they go down, down, they down, 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 yeah. And then I was doing that for a minute. I was like, oh, you win. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get to, and the kid was like, dun, dun, doing his dance. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. So I need to go cook now. Yeah, I love the like, get down, get on up, get down. Like, how low can you get down? That thing in the dancing. Mm -hmm. I uh, used to be able to get down, but then just also get back up. And mostly I get stuck. You get, like, you get yeah. down and then you're like, great. Love the 
gonna rock it from here. <laughs> just gonna <laughs> shift and wiggle, uh-huh. and then s- no, the shift like, and wiggle is like that's the, that's a solid move. It is. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna own it. I'm doing my shift and wiggle. I'm just stuck here, and let me just sensually borrow your shoulder <laughs> while I get the fuck back. Wait for it. Huzzah! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I you got just dancing me down. No, I think so. One of our mutual friends gave me some advice on how to dance. Um, oh. Yeah, because I was like, I don't, I don't know how how to. Nope, nope. I could do, I could do like a foxtrot. I could do that, but there's like structure to yes. a foxtrot. Um, and someone was like, Oh no, you just like tell a story with the way that you dance. You know yes. what I'm talking about now. I think I know why you know that story, because if that's the if that's the story that you learned from that person, I may have taught that person that story, but I don't know if it's the same person. It's probably the same person. This was, I don't know. Mm. Telling a story with you dancing. Maybe. Yeah, I was told it something involving that we a know. vending machine. <laughs> I don't know. I used to on the dance floor, ten, fifteen plus years ago. Used to decide to tell, like, suddenly I'm playing basketball right now while I'm dancing, and suddenly I'm like, I'm walking to the store, and this this thing happens, and yeah. I would just do that on the dance floor, and then make it work, because you know how to like, those are things I do with yeah. my body, yeah. And so I, I, we have a mutual friend that may not have known how to dance in the past, and I was like, here's dancing is hard. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's what I do, uh, but I don't know if that's the person who taught you that. This is exciting. I don't know. We can find out. We can find out off camera. Like what? Out what a mystery. Person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much more vague can we be in this discussion of not vague things? We're pretty creative. Yeah. Make sure more vague. Figure it out. Things. Yes. I'm touching my finger now. I don't know why. It doesn't feel like it's my finger. Sorry. Tangent. Weird. Maybe it's lighting because this they're different colors and for some do you ever do that where you like yes. touching parts of your body and you're like, That's not mine, where did that come from? And I can't figure yeah. out why brains yeah. get confused. No. It's one of my favorite ways to, to trick your brain is to like find like a round surface and cross your fingers and do that. It's a really good way to confuse your body. You should try it. Okay. If you like cross your fingers like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. Maybe don't look at it. But like okay, so like index and like yeah, the idea is that you're supposed to find something like a marble mm. and like roll. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, it's weird because we're used to, <laughs> yeah. So that's a weird sensory thing that sometimes I do to like fuck with my brain. I'm like, ah, can you figure out what's happening? My brain's like, no, why are we doing this? <laughs> uh, because it's fun. Because fun. So how did you get challenged by this 18 year old into this dance? Like how did they throw down and be like, Oh, 18 you months and me. old. 18 Ninth month, month old. right. Oh, uh, well, you know, I just delivered the morning snack and then the kid looked at me and I knew it was on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that happened. That is how most dance battles yes, start. Yes, yes. Uh, there was like some kind of like good song playing and sometimes I go into this room to just dance with the, they're called wobblers because they are not quite toddlers, but they are bigger than babies. Okay. But they wobble. Yes. That's how they walk around. So they're called wobblers. And that's the name of the classroom. So I will go into the Wobbler classroom because I feel like if that's like the one dance move that is like the dance move to do in there, I can I can kind of I can like fit in there and, yeah. and dance. So so I will go in there to dance in the morning. And uh, 
so I just started dancing, and that's that's how that happened. Was the kid was just kind of looking at me like, "You've brought food. What now?" And I was like, "Now we dance." <laughs> <laughs> because food and and like food is a thing worthy of of dancing about. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. When food's really good, I I actually only notice that I'm dancing like yeah. at the table. I'm just like into it. Yeah, I get excited like when I'm like cooking and stuff, and things start to smell really good. I do tail swooshing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I <laughs> I'll like maybe like make up weird songs and like start singing. Okay. Uh, I think my roommate is okay with it. <laughs> it's fair. I'm in good spirits if I'm making up weird songs about things that are happening in the yeah. house. Yeah. Definitely, it's a it's a state of joy that one can get through. Like, comfort and like just it's like super like comfortable like like I'm just like yeah I'm gonna make up this song about how I'm cooking kale and I'm not gonna burn it this time and it's gonna be great it's a good song yeah I've succeeded maybe once (laughs) at the song I don't usually burn my kale do I I don't know I don't know either I don't know I've been using frozen kale for a while because I have the oh. issue of buying food thinking I can cook it. Mm. My, my world fluctuates enough that I don't always know where I'm going to eat when I'm eating. Yeah. So I'll go like, honestly, I'm buying fresh food. And I'll have it and then I'll be throwing it away yeah. like a week later. So I started just buying frozen vegetables because mm-hmm. then they're frozen fresh. Yeah. And I just toss them in and make them into things when I can. Do you find it's easier to eat in the winter or the summer? Does that like affect your eating schedule at all? I get really mad at food in the summer. Okay. There's some point in like late April where I just get, I don't want to chew. Urgh. So more of my summer habits include shakes mm. and less food. Okay. Because I find it easier to eat in the summer in part because I, one of my other jobs many jobs, is I work uh, at a farmer's market. And so the farmer that I work for will often gift me as much produce as I can carry and then some. Like he feeds my family and then I will also like feed my neighbors with this like bounty. And in the summer it's very easy for me to be like, I'm gonna have like tomatoes and like some like weird beef pate and like, you know, all these other like like berries and stuff and like cucumber and like things that are like easy and snackable because I'm often running around so much that I can't, I can't expect like a, a a burger to stay good in my backpack because I'm not often near a fridge. I'm right. in motion, um, so I find it easier to eat in the summer. And then in the winter, I'm like soup. <laughs> yeah, and then it inevitably spills all over my backpack, which enrages me. <laughs> I get so angry about soup in my backpack. Yeah, have they made like cooler backpacks for? Because like, there are a lot of freelancers that work from different spaces or yeah. are transitioning between jobs. I know like, they make cooler coolers, but do they make like somewhat of like battery-powered refrigerated backpacks, maybe with levels? That sounds wonderful. All right? That must exist. Because of my needing to eat usually meat and such, yeah. it's hard for me to, to have cooked food somewhere else. Totally. I mean, thermoses are things. Yeah, and they must be making like better thermoses now than like twenty years ago, right? Must be. I don't know. The hydro flask is like amazing. Yeah, it's just but the thermos is a pretty good technology on its mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've seen the people who have like the stackable thermos layers and one layers of soup and other salads and like so cold, hot, cold that 
Oh. It's magic. Oh. Have you seen those? That's cute. No, I haven't. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll find that and send it to you. Okay. Cool. Because it's hard to like eat consistently. Like yeah. taking care of oneself when you have eight careers. Yeah. How do you? I don't know. I feel like I've I've started to figure out some tricks, and the trick is just making sure that I have something on me to eat. Right. Um, because in like in the in the last like year, I would say before I started really like trying to see how many jobs I could handle when I stopped working for New Seasons Market and was like, I'm gonna try and do this independent contractor, work a bunch of different gigs, try and make it work thing, go! And um, I did. And uh, and I think the biggest thing, the biggest first hurdle was, how do I eat food? Yeah. Um, and I just have, now I'm just like, I, that's what, I think that's probably why I like running around in the summer more, because winter is just hard to, it's hard to make stuff that I don't have to reheat and will still taste good. Yeah, I don't I think know. that we, like this this amount of time that we actually spend trying to figure out as human people how to eat food, I don't feel all that guilty about it because there used to be the thing where you would wake up in the morning and you would dig and poke and move around the, you know, you, you, you poke the animals yeah. that you were potentially going to eat or milk or yeah. get things. From. Like we, sp we historically spent a lot of time Figuring out our food, right. spending all day on making our food happen, yeah. and that sort of thing, so that so that even though we're in this like modern age where theoretically you can get food at the stores and it should be easy, I don't I don't feel pretty. I feel like really close to my ancestors mm -hmm. when I can't figure out how to eat. That's great. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't usually spend much time in this lineage place, but. Perfect. Food, survival, fire, bite it. I don't know. If that, yeah, I know. That struggle. All of those things, I really like fire and I like biting things, so. You can combine all that. I don't know about biting fire, but maybe. I've eaten fire. Have you eaten fire yet? No, I haven't eaten fire. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I'll try it, maybe. Right. I don't know. Life is about trying stuff, right? I think so. <laughs> 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 Did I sound slightly Canadian for a second? A little bit. <laughs> Heck just, yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't. So it's funny because like everyone's always like, oh yeah, totally. Like Canadian accent, it's a thing. And I'm like, I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe you. And also like apparently I have it, but it only comes out before I've had any coffee and I'm real tired. Mm -hmm. If I'm angry, apparently it comes out. Like, like actually, like, angry, like, ranting, like, raving about something that I'm not practiced about raving about. Right. Maybe I'll add that nuance. Because if it's a rant that I've had a lot of, right. it's, it's a little more ingrained. And then if I'm drunk as a skunk, mm -hmm. then it comes out. Yes. And sometimes if I say out, it comes out. Yes. But and not just it. then. No. <laughs> I, I used to joke that I speak Canadian. Because I worked in, well, I grew up watching Canadian TV. Yeah. And then I worked in Bellingham, which is right on the border. And at the point, it was a little bit before the recession when the Canadian dollar was like coming up. Everybody was so excited. Here it was a good time. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> my money's worth more. Everybody would come in and be really excited and spending money on cameras and stuff. Yeah. So it got, 
it got neat. I, it just took like shifting words and sentences in different places and rounding some of my vowels in a different way. Oh yeah, sure. Fun. I mean, I still say A. Yeah. I drop that quite yeah. a bit more. I feel like, I feel like it's subtle though. Like people just accept it and they don't always pick up on it. Word and Portland's pretty good. Like, like Midwesterners and Canadians can do quite yeah. well here. Yeah. For whatever reason, something I've noticed. Probably because this whole that whole area of the two countries is just really one blob. I don't know. I feel like you start to get different culturally speaking if you head further east and then south. Maybe not even east. I have um, heard rumors about the different areas of the country being differently cultured. Mm. Yeah. Have maybe. you heard these stories? Yeah, maybe. Maybe like that's actually there's been like semi-frequent discussion about it. Like the middle of the country that kept um, what's that? Show well, NCIS. Mm. There are people who watch it and they like it. It was on a long time. I don't know why. The two and a half men. Apparently, people watched it. I don't know why, but it's very popular. And then there's like this whole middle part of the country. I yeah. think that's them. They were watching it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Why? Yeah, because I remember. Well, John Cryer is awesome, except for in that show. I love John Cryer. Yeah. Bring him back. Hmm. I got really excited about it, and then I, it's just preference, I suppose. I don't know. I, because I, I remember all of these shows back when I didn't realize that one could choose what they watch. Mm -hmm. That was like a thing that I learned probably when I was 15. And then I didn't want to watch stuff. I just wanted to write stuff. Cool. So I like did the world building thing. Mm -hmm. and like wrote stuff. Text-based role playing. That was a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was fun. It was yeah. like, it was how I probably started to realize that I had any fancy gender confluence happening, like started to explore it. It's where I met most of the, yeah, most of like the closest friends of mine that I've known for like well over a decade that are also not cisgender or just not terrible cisgender person. <laughs> like, fantastic allies. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was because of the internet. Internet. And, and, and text-based role-playing. Like, yeah, building worlds and stuff together. Nice. Writing about anything from, like, circus acrobats to vampires. My life makes so much sense now. So. Well, you yeah. had to play these things on stage. I do. And also kind of in real life. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Do you bring your stage life into your real life? Ooh, what would my therapist want me to think about on this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not privy to those conversations. That's how that works. No. Um, I, there, so I, I met someone several years ago who told me that as people, when we interact in the world, we wear different masks for different interactions, totally. right? Yeah. Um, it was you. <laughs> like, as, as we talk, I'm like, did Adrienne talk to me about this? It's a thing I say sometimes. Yeah. But there was a person. I'm pretty confident that this one instance that I'm thinking of wasn't you. But Perfect. Um, this person's point was that, like, you know, we, we have different, we just have different ways that we interact with people. And I would say that I am very comfortable just creating, like, 
a, I don't want to say facade, but like almost a pseudo facade, which almost sounds worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of like just for you, I'm of just great. Of of just um, something that I'm like comfortable presenting to someone, but I can like keep pieces of myself tucked away. I guess that's really to me what performance is about is like yeah. being very open and vulnerable, but like there's a couple parts of yourself that you don't want to share with everyone because yeah. you have to have boundaries to keep yourself safe. So those like inner sanctum parts of yourself you like learn to protect and like there's different visualizations like you put it in a box and then you put the box away. Yeah. Bury the box like <laughs> in the box. In the box. Um but yeah, I think so. So I don't I wouldn't say that I perform too much in real life. I can see how people would think that, but I yeah. chalk it up to being an extroverted somewhat introverted person and ambivert. I don't know. Ambiverted. Yeah. Yeah. I've done the thing of I th I think I may perform less in the sense of like I I, I mean we all create a kind of external version of ourselves. Right. The, the, the version of me I can take at the grocery store and still be safe. Yeah. And the version of me that I can go to barbecues with, who knows who's going to be there. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's interesting. Like, barbecues are more stressful to me than, like, going on a stage. The, the more comfortable I am at is on a stage, and the more oh. people in the audience, the Absolutely. better. And that works out for me, because I have skills for that, and I have, like, flexibility and yep. ways of, you know, it's very safe up there. Oh, I, I feel completely safe on a stage actually to the point where I'm like I'm gonna yeah just like decide to take some of my clothing off because I talked about this half an hour ago and this seems like a good idea and accurate for the thing that I'm doing very comfortable doing that yeah if I were two steps forward and on the floor not comfortable doing that yeah like it's a completely different world but there's like this agreement or something about how we treat people on stage that, that I appreciate totally well yeah. and there's a freedom yeah in, there's a lot of responsibility about being on a stage, there, but then there's also freedom about it. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot, even just to turn on these cameras here, about how much of my self, not to, okay, just to turn on the cameras themselves, like mm -hmm. how much of my story can I share because it's connected to other people who are real yeah. and have their own lives and expectations, right. and how much can I drop in and be vulnerable about my own world, but then even thinking about the ways that creative mm -hmm people have to or can ask for help in other places and how that exchange works. So these like crowdfunding, Patreon, these spaces where in addition to creating this thing I'd love you for, for you to enjoy yeah. and, and find value in, I also now need to tell you about the process in my life. This way that, and I noticed it first in musician world where social media was asking musicians to reveal the behind the curtains thing to build an audience. Yeah. And I'm like, but, but, we, do, we already do this magic, wonderful thing for you on the stage. That, my life's my life. Like, so what I was saying about the ways in which my actual life comes into the show, I'm not sure like how much of my personal life I want to bring into the world. And I was resentful about the ways that business and art was like not getting to be as big production without seeing the behind the scenes. Like everybody was yeah. sort of required to like have a mailing list and share what's going on, and that, that opportunities for big money and, and labels, record labels, weren't there. So you had to like 
connect people. Like Amanda Palmer is great, and she's built like she built a whole collective. But that being a requirement of everybody, it's a little terrifying. Because I love my little parts of me that are in the box. Yeah. In another box and buried in a box. Yeah. yeah. Under like at least two feet of dirt. Right, but but then yeah. wrapped in like super soft blankets first, and then. Oh grow. well, yeah. No, the dirt is not a bad thing. The yeah. dirt is like growth and like. Comfort. It's warm. Yeah, it's nice. Is it warm dirt? Is your dirt warm? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I grew up in a place with like very long winters. So (laughs) yeah. Like I wasn't I wasn't at like permafrost level because that's like that dirt's like too cold for my box. But (laughs) (laughs) yes. Yeah, I said that. Yes, I did. Um but (laughs) (laughs) like to be in colder places than others Eh, you know so but that's safer for you but yeah so like and there's there's and mm, i recently had an interaction where i met a new person for the first time and i realized that aside from like running into a pharmacist and talking about bananas and then politics and then bananas again like like i will have these like brief bright interactions with people where i'm like Full force, like, let's go, let's just talk, this is great, this is fun, I'm never gonna see you again, let's just have, like, a full interaction, and then bye, it's great. But I met someone for the first time that wasn't, like, a networking thing. Oh. And uh, another person who knows me very, very well, this person is my roommate, was, like, watching me do this interaction, and afterwards he was, like, said, you know, you could have been yourself. And I was, like... But I, I was being myself. And he was like, yeah, but there was some, there was a different note to it. Like, it was you, but he was like, but you weren't the comfortable Zed that I know you to be when we're just hanging out at home. Right. And I was like, oh, you haven't seen me meet someone new in, like, you've, in, like, years. Like, yeah. I've never, you know, this hasn't happened. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's, like, the super bright, shiny, like, hello, hi, like, do you want to, like, like, shake hands and, like, let's be friends. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, super friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and it was it was just interesting to, like, realize that that's, that's what was happening, that he was, like, whoa. Like, <laughs> and there might have been other reasons for him to be, like, whoa. Like, um, he's a little more introverted than I am. So yeah. So that kind of full force sometimes is, like, I gauge it. Like, it's not always appropriate. Like, he, like, I... As a performer, like I've learned to like read people a little bit. Totally. Well, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I love it when somebody can like actually, like, witness you doing stuff. I had I had someone do that, like, like ref- like reflecting back what it was like to watch me um, share my different different meanness in the world. Yeah. And having somebody like, oh, I've noticed this, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I do mm-hmm. that. I think we all do that, showing yeah. up in different worlds. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the fun of, it's fun if we're allowing ourselves to be different versions of ourselves, even in our internal spaces. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that like different people bring out different aspects of who we are. Yeah, it's like what you, just like what resonates with you. And like, I don't know, like you you're, are probably very well aware in like the performance world, there's like exercises that you can do to like bring out different things mm-hmm. and then play with them and then maybe pull them back or maybe discover something that's like something that you want to like keep around and explore like humans are weird yeah. and complicated yeah yeah 
Well, and I think in the arc of everything we specifically talked about today, that like there's pleasure and joy and interesting things to be found yeah. in trying out new ways of being. Yeah. I think that's a good deal. Yeah. We talked about that. That's important, right? Did we talk about that? Kind of. Yeah. But different different like ways subtext. of like, expressing gender, different ways of yeah. like engaging with children, different um, toys and virtual worlds that one can be in. The thing that's interesting is that you were saying, I was talking about this virtual world, and you're like, I want this one to be better for everybody, and yeah. that's true. And there are tons of worlds here. There's, yeah. a, there's tons of versions of us. There are tons of worlds that we're living in. So the, yeah. our sense of like this world exists so, so differently for so many people. Well, and I mean, I guess I could like add on to that whole thing of like, but this one, like, I consider myself lucky because I live, I live in Portland, Oregon. And when I think about the amount of people in my social sphere that are uh, friendly towards my lifestyle and who, how I express myself and who I, who I just am, as a person. I consider myself very lucky um, because I know that I can take, you know, a tiny flight six hours east and not be received at all in like in the same way. Um, in like in a, in a potentially like worse, much worse way. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so like I'm just like very grateful that, that I get to like be here and like hang out and express myself the way that I do. Um, and it's a shame because uh, I think part of one of the points of me wanting to like have conversations with people is that you're delightful. And Thank you. Yeah. I think you're amazing. Like, Thank you. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm really happy that you have this project. Thank you. Yeah. Also, everybody's fucking delightful. Yeah. We all, whatever shapes and squishy bits that we have, uh, the, the closer you get in to someone and getting to know more about who they are and what they're up to and how they experience the world. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of treasure that we can get when we engage with people differently. Makes me think about like how <laughs> social constructs make us so blind to just like acknowledging the peopleness of people. Yeah. Like you just see an apron or you just see like an outfit that denotes status in the situation and that's all that you need to see. Yeah. It's a sad life if you more. stay there yeah. and not go it deeper. Is. Yeah. Sounds like we're onto something. Though. Yeah. Just having like interactions. They're pretty good. Great. So the moral of the story is meet and greet people and then get to know them. Yeah. Dirt. You may want to come to this tail swishing class. Because if you're yes. all swishing your tail, you have something in common. I recommend it. <laughs> Question mark? Good. Ah. See, now I want to be like, hey, new experiences. You have all these like plugins right here. Yeah. I have this thing that like low-key electrocutes people. It's really cool. Oh, I got shocked at the class. Mm -hmm. So the, t the two, uh, Gretchen and um, Amory Jane were here. They had this like electric shocker thing. Yeah. That makes like a spark and it's, it's a sound. And it's, but it's not that painful. What did they have? <laughs> I don't know. Some sort of rad shocker. They were teaching the kink what was class. It oh, I don't know. Neon wand. I don't know. Did it have glass attachments? No. What? Glass attachments. Yeah. Fancy. No, yeah. you have a different thing that plugs in and does things. It lights up. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, that is the full moon. <laughs> <laughs> this moon, by the way, is the blossom moon. Blossom moon? Yeah, because it's May and there's flowers happening. So you brought this with you now? This well, line I was, of thing? I was gonna, well, I didn't, well, yes, but I didn't plan it. Like, I was gonna, I had a friend who's like, ow, back pain. And I was like, you know what has helped me with wrist pain <laughs> is, um, is like this kind of okay. There's a physical here. therapy. Great. Wow. Look how fancy. Electric Yeah. I can't believe I'm doing this. I mean, I can, though. This was part of my job at Fantasy. So I was like, who wants to, like, get hella kinky on the floor? That's me, right? <laughs> I just want to, like, I just want to introduce this to the world. Here. Hold that. Okay. Great. Holding this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Great. <sighs> so... Yeah, so that's that's one of my that's one of my favorite yeah, things. So just like it doesn't matter where you touch me. Like if you touched like you know just wherever you'd get you'd get a zap, and I would also get a zap. So that's yeah, magic. Like if we touched like elbows. <laughs> See, but if you like stay there, you almost did it. <laughs> See, it's not so bad. Yeah. Right, but if you pull away. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? That was awesome. Great. Yeah. Magic zappy elbow. Yeah, Amazon. no, and it's, so I had this because I had a friend who was like, ow, back pain, and I was like, oh, buddy, I have this thing that can be helpful for that stuff because that's why I got this. Yeah, I don't know if Shibok has something like this. They had, uh, a, they had a, like a wireless cordless wand. It goes on your like, hand, right? It looked like a tennis racket handle yeah, yeah, with yeah. like a, Point and then it just comes to a point like and it's a little taser. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. There's like there's lots of stuff out there. I like this because it's a consistent output and I don't have to worry about battery power. Typically they're rechargeable or battery powered. And this Fair. just goes into a wall so I always know how strong it's gonna be, which it goes back to that liking to have all the information thing is that I like to know Thank you for it's showing the, me that. It's the blossom moon. It's like the you know Blossom Moon. Yeah, Full I moon. Think I think it's the blossom moon. Maybe I should Google this. I think I put my phone back because it wasn't a water bottle. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll Google it. I'm we'll find out. Glad we'll just for make you. a little subtext thing. It is in fact the blossom moon, or Zed was so wrong. Do you have a moon rit ritual you're gonna do tonight? I did mine last night. Cool. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I do like I light a candle and I think about stuff. I was thinking about this yesterday when I was at the, when I was at the mausoleum and it was, um, I was like, ugh, Memorial Day, ugh, patriotism, ugh, I hate everything. But do I? No, the one thing that I actually like is like the cycle of the moon and it's the one thing that I paid attention to when I was a kid. So. Yeah, it's come yeah. up a lot today. I don't have moon cycles now. I used to specifically um, kind of chase the moon. I had mm -hmm. a friend that I would chase the moon with yeah. and like seek it out and then talk to it, mm -hmm. figure out where it was. Yeah. And I, it's interesting. I remember that me, and there's ways that I'm connected to that version of me, but there was a, there was a more of a moon me. Yeah. And I, I think if, like today I got a bunch of messages saying that I probably could reconnect to that. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna. Great. And see what the lights come at. Yeah, I think, I think it was technically like fullest at some point this morning. Mm. But it's still a full moon. So. That is the rumor. Yeah. Well, I think we sort of did a thing. You showed a fun yeah. electronic sex toy. We I talked mean, about many stuffs. 
Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel complete, friend, in the camera? We're waiting. On side. Is there anything you need to know? Mm. You feel free to ask. Well, it sounds like we're done because they're not asking, so. <laughs> Yet. Maybe they're thinking about it. Well, you could just get in touch with us later. We'll, well I, I'm open to talk to you about anything. I'm certain you have questions, because we sort of went through some of these topics as though we understood what we were talking about, and they might have questions. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Maybe like a follow-up. Perfect. Like, um, like if people write us questions, you would like, yeah, I would we'll like jump on a Zoom conference or something. Sure, yeah, because I'll have time for that. I'll be back in three weeks. That's perfect. Yeah. And then there's time for like stuff to go out and whatever. Anyways. Right. All right. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks I'm for having me. I was like super excited. Yeah. Do we hug? Oh, you wanna? Yeah. Do the microphones handle it? All the hugging action. What? Well, that's how that went. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks for watching, listening, I don't know, reading, inviting, however you took this in. Thanks for being here. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd, I'd love it if you would do all of the things. Uh, like, share, I don't know, ring a bell, bang a gong, tell a friend, and come back next time. I hope you had as much fun as I have. <laughs>